we go again, feeling ready to begin. Listen up, push play, and plug your headphones in. Another draft has come to pass. Now build your deck, ascend the ranks, let Jeff and Sean pitch in. Yeah, just let us pitch in. Help you out. That's why we're here, there, yeah, yeah, shout. Let me hear you shout, hey! Hey, welcome to Magic Arena Drafting Club. I'm Jeff, and with me sometimes is Sean. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's currently correct. That's right. As of this morning, that's correct. How are you doing, man? Good. I'm good. I've been outside a lot today and yesterday and the day before. It feels good. Filling up the lungs with some fresh air, huh? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. What about you? What have you been up to? Good to do. Um, well, today it's rainy. So today I've been inside. Uh, I started doing, I pulled, pulled out taxes again. Taxes. You know, they're not due, they're not due till July 15th now. And so, uh, but I pulled them out and started getting at them again. I'm, uh, I'm almost done here. I got, I got super close to finishing and then they extended the deadline. I'm, I'm like, I'm not going to finish taxes because I really don't enjoy doing them. But now that uh, it's a rainy day, I pulled them out again and started again. Okay. All right. And how do you, how are you feeling about that? That's fine. It's fine. I usually, I usually cut it right, right about there where I don't owe much or don't get much. I just have to do the work. I just I really don't enjoy the work because I do my own taxes on TurboTax and it can be uh um um what's the right word? It, feel, it can be overwhelming at times. They make it pretty easy, but still you feel like you just you hope you're doing everything right. Um okay. <clears throat> Which is the best mentor? Um, geez, I'm not in love with any of them, but oh, the best one, yeah. uh, the best one is probably the red one just cause it's in red. And so you're going to be able to put it on some really cool things like a marmoset or a, um, Wolverine. Is there any flavor text on that? On the mentor guy? Yeah. Yeah. It says, I come with my two shorts and I make it sure you must be blocked by two men. No, that is not what it says, but it's okay. I'm pretty sure that's what it says. What do you think the best mentor is? And do you think they're good? Uh, I think they can be. I think that, I think the lifelink one can be pretty good. Um, I've seen it be good. Um, that one's I, a one, that one's a one, three for three mana though. It's so low impact. I hear you. I think it's only yeah. in a purely lifelink deck and it worked when it was in that deck. I don't love it. Otherwise, if you're in the minus deck or the, lifelink deck which i get <clears throat> i'm not saying you should be you should so the, so the menace deck early on i thought there was going to be a menace deck because i got beat by it once and it was looking like there was and now i'm definitely thinking there are decks that have like five menace cards but there are not menace decks hmm. no not with me on that one i think that yeah no i think that's true but there's a lot of menace cards there's quite a few yeah, black red gets a decent amount of menace cards, but uh, I find that black red is mostly sacrificing way more than it's doing the menace thing, and sometimes it also does the menace thing. 
So why don't you tell everybody why we both sound so unenthused right now? <laughs> well, I, so I got stuck on uh, Diamond 4. And I used to be able to get up to Mythic when I would push for it. And uh, all of a sudden, Mythic is full of people. It used to be where like, the, you know, 300 people would get Mythic a month. Then it was like 600. And then like it actually hit 1,000 recently. And now... It's not only hit its max number, but now there's like a percentage under it too. And that never used to be unlimited. And so I think, you know, we're pulling over a bunch of people from Magic Online who are pretty good. And so me, I'm sitting here at Diamond 4 just spinning my wheels on the set, having a good time, but still spinning my wheels and getting frustrated because I'm winning like 50% and I don't, I don't like that. I want to win a little more. So personally, I've switched over to best of three. Since you since I won't have to face mythic people all the time who beat me, so uh, you know because I'm good, but I don't know if I'm that good. So um, that's why I sound a little frustrated. But the you know the cycling deck has been working pretty well for me. But like green, green's a problem for me. I'm having a really hard time playing with green in this set. Okay, so I think now is a good time where I ask you a bunch of questions. So. Because generally, I think you have uh, better ideas of the concepts and how they fit together. Not only because you play more and are better in that respect, um, but you think that way generally and because you listen to so many other podcasts, I think you have just a better depth of knowledge. So uh, the first thing I want to ask you, um, you before you go into any other stuff that you might already have um, is let's do you know the ultimatums, all the different ones? Yep. So do you find yourself wanting to play these or have you tried playing these? Is it worth trying to play these? No, I, I played them at first and I really don't anymore. I think Cruel Ultimatum, the uh, white, black, red one, is, <laughs> is one that I would first pick. But I literally saw that third or second pick the other day and I was already in one of the colors and I didn't pick it up because I was also in another color that was looking better. They're just really, really hard to cast. And, um, excuse me, I'm not in love with them, but they're fine. If, if I run across them late in a draft, I'm already in those colors. They're fine. I really don't like the Golgari one where you go find a couple cards. I don't think it's very good. I don't even really like the Jeskai one very much that draws a bunch of cards because usually you're cycling anyway and you're just going to deck yourself. Mm-hmm. but there's a couple good ones in there. I definitely don't think that they're what I'm looking to do in this set at all. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to ask you next. So I agree. I think a lot of these cards are just, even if you build your deck around it, they're, they're difficult to play. And um, it just t- takes a lot. The one time I will say that that's not true is if your main color is green and you have um the ability to, to put lands on the uh, board. Oh, sure. Faster. I do like the graveyard one. The graveyard one's in green. It's eerie ultimatum. You get everything back from your graveyard. Yeah. You know, even stuff you cycled or whatever. And so that one's good. But uh, I'm also kind of avoiding green right now. So that isn't always happening to me. I just finished a draft earlier where I did end up in green, but it was so open. I just really had no choice. But I, you know, when you think about how the color pies are broken up in this set, you got like the human sacrifice, which is black, red, white. You have like the spells cycling, which is white, blue, red. 
both of those don't include green. So basically all green gets is the mutate decks and then decks that like splash. But those two other decks don't really want to splash that much. They're good on their own. Anyway, it's true. Yeah, it, go on with your questions. I yeah. diverted there a little bit. No, that, that, that's good. That's good. Um, okay. So then, so that's one, two, three, four, five rares right there that you're kind of already not looking happy when you first get when those when that's your first pick, right? Yeah. Okay. So, and now let's talk about the different mythos. Um, I think the, the blue, red, go sorry, ahead. Go ahead. No, no. I, I, think that, <laughs> I think the red and the, and the blue one can be both can be really good. Um, yeah. Have you played any of the other ones or are they worth playing? I think I've played them all. I think if I remember right, the white one's the worst because it's you just have to cast it for its extra mana ability or else it stinks. Um, the green one's kind of clunky, but it's fine. You'll play it in a green deck uh, that can play that can cast the additional mana colors. Um, the black one's good on its own. You don't need to splash. But then the two really good ones, I agree, are the the red one's very good, but the blue one is very, very good. The blue one, I think, is like first pickable. It's the thing that copies anything. And any time in Magic you can copy the best thing on the board, whether it's yours or your opponent's, you put yourself in a situation with that card that you know no matter when you play it, you're at least going to put yourself back at parity or, or close to it. You know, you're, it, ju it just kind of e equalizes everything. It's a catch-all kind of card. Okay. Um, and the green one returns things from your graveyard. Yeah, and you can, if you pay the extra cost, you get to take something from inside your deck and put it in your graveyard first. So you can like go get your best card yep. and what your best thing in your graveyard. Yep. Which is pretty good. And green can usually ramp and get the right colors to cast it, and that's all fine. Okay, so I, you I think wouldn't be surprised if late in the format there's a dope five color green deck that just people aren't playing right now because green can fix extremely well in this set. It can. It, it can. So that's part of why I'm asking these questions. So, okay. Um, do you, do you think those are all first pickable? Uh, I mean, besides the white one, I'd, I would take bastion of remembrance, the black uncommon ahead of all of them, probably, but the blue and the black and the red one, for and example, I, I would take, even though I don't like the mutate deck, I would probably take archipelago over most of those i would take uh i would take a bunch of the cycling payoffs over those okay I'd take about four different cycling payoffs over those okay so and why bastion of remembrance it's just the there's so many ways to recur graveyard and there's so many decent cheap creatures in this set between uh mostly between uh black white and uh red that um it's just a really solid win condition and really clogs up the board um I'm really starting to see a lot of very good uh, low-to-the-ground style black decks that take advantage of the graveyard. Bastion of Remembrance, the one where you drain your opponent for a life every time something dies is a big part of it. And then you use like, uh, you know, durable coil bugs is one way to do it. Or you just put a bunch of one and two drops in your deck and then you play the uh, three mana sorcery that gets two things back from your graveyard. Plus one gets a menace counter, the other one gets a death touched counter. Right. Ways to just constantly recur out of your graveyard and maybe use a bush meat poacher to put them in there. So now you're getting value. You maybe you're killing scorpions and you're gaining life and getting your opponent for it. So these decks are very real. And I think the bastion is probably the best card in those decks. Okay. So in those decks, you feel like you also want to pay attention to what you're sacrificing and, um, 
uh, maybe how other have other ways to sacrifice. Yeah, like for example, the boot nip or the boot nipper. Mm-hmm. Boot, is it called boot nipper? I think so. Um, that's a great card in the mutate deck because now you have a creature that has either lifelink or death touch, and it's a good card all around too. It's just a good two drop. But in this card, it's not awesome because it's just one body for two mana. You know what I mean? Right. This 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 deck wants even more efficiency than that. Right, and so it also works well with weaponize the monsters, right? Yeah, super well. Okay. And then you can start including even like white cards, like the uh, value rescuer that makes one ones, or um, the white card that makes two humans when it comes into play too. Mm-hmm. So all that all that being said. Um, I feel like that there are some really powerful rares, but do you have a feeling about whether this is a prince or a pauper set? Um, I'm, I'm just going to steal from another podcast that already said this. I don't even know which one it was, but it's an uncommon set. Uh, you, the uncommons are usually the payoffs and all the archetypes. Mm-hmm. Usually the rares are good cards and they're great and they're fine, but the uncommon seem to be where all the payoffs are for the three major archetypes. And uh, that's how you build good decks in this format, at least so far, it seems like. Okay. So you got to pay attention to what the uncommons are asking of you. Yeah. And you just got to get the, uh, you got to get the best uncommons for your archetype. For example, if I'm in the mutate archetype, I would really like to have um, the chittering uh, black uh, mutate creature that, Harvester. Uh, your, yep, thank you for shooting Harvester. Or I want to have the, uh, I'm not going to remember any of these names now, the um, Parcel Beast, or I want to have the green one that's uh, the Auspicious auspicious Starex, the 6-6, six, six, or I want to have the Archipelago, the 7-7. Seven, seven. You know, to me, those are like the four best payoffs for that archetype, and so I want those in my deck. I want multiples of a couple, of one or two of them, you know? That's what I'm looking for. When I'm in. And so even though the rares are great in this set and there's some really good ones, if I'm in the mutate deck, I really hope I have a few of those. Okay, and when you're in the mutate deck, are you looking for cards that um, benefit mutate, like that, are sim- that have symbiotic uh, effects with, like the essence symbiote? Yep, absolutely. I mean, you have your early drops that just, it's right there on the text. They like mutate. Um, you know, the uh, cocoon isn't quite as good, the the Mothra-looking thing, the O2, but it's still fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want the symbiote, you want the polywog. The you know, and then you just Yeah, the mamba. But then you just want creatures that have relevant abilities, like flying, death touch, menace. You want two drops and three drops that have those abilities or ones that have plus one, plus one counters because those stick around. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. All that, all that. Then, makes but then sense. you also got to shove in a couple of really good removal spells too. You know, it's a tricky deck is what I find. One of the reasons I've had, had not had, excuse me, success with the mutate deck is I have all these pieces, right? I have the five or six good mutate creatures. I have the five or six, you know, uh, early creatures. And then I have some interaction and whatnot. And that just, you have to kind of get them all in the right order okay. or else it doesn't come together. Yeah. Um, and I, maybe that's why it falls apart. Also, I think sometimes I'm mutating when I shouldn't be, when I should just be putting a creature on the battlefield instead. Yeah, yeah. so that's a huge one. Um, I think that's why mutate decks are difficult to play. I think that I think the percentage that you're not mutating is a lot higher than, than what I do. But um, I, I think the thing I've taken out of the last like week is that, 
when I've been really successful, I've had extremely good removal in my deck. Um, and there are a couple cards that have been um, like, Ex just come exceedingly well played every time I've had them. That's been a much better experience. Um, so I got a couple questions on that note too, as far as just removal is concerned. Um, do you think that flame spill is the best on comic? Oh, no, I do not think flame spill is the best on common. I think it's good. I think it's fine. Jeez. What do I, I think the best on common in the set is probably Zenith flare. I would have to say, but no, flame spell is fine. I like it, and I, I like flame spell because I can play it in the cycling deck or the spells deck, or I can just put it in my mutate deck too. It goes in everything. Yeah, so I, I think it's a very very good card. When I've had multiples of these, I've won six or more games, and I'm not saying that's the only reason. I just looked back to see what cards I had in my deck when I had six or more wins. Yeah, and this card was always in the deck. Um, and I, I think the, I think one of the reasons, sorry, I think one of the reasons is because a lot of the creatures that mutate uh, have a four butt. Okay. And so, like, if something mutates once and you have this card in your hand, you're like, okay, well, they got a card, or I had to discard a card, or you know, something. But then when they go to do it again, you're you you let it happen, and then you take the thing out, and it and it's pretty devastating. Yeah, anytime, anytime you take out somebody who has a creature that they mutated onto with one removal spell, it usually works out in your favor, which, again, is maybe the reason why I'm struggling a bit more with those decks. The, the times for me when the mutate decks have gone off is when, you know, I did my Archipelago on turn six, and now on turn seven I'm mutating again, and now I'm tapping two things, and they're just dead. You know, but that's just hoping my opponent doesn't have the interaction that they need. And, you know, removal is great in this set for the most part, but then all of a sudden you play against a uh, Mardu sacrifice deck and removal is garbage, you know? So now that archetype is out there to feed on that, you know? Yeah. I, I, th I, play, I guess I play against that deck less often. I feel like removal has been so important. When I don't have it, I, I fare far less. Well, it's, it's great against, again, the, against the mutate decks, removal is amazing, and against a lot of the cycling decks because if you take out their fox or if you take out their valiant um, rescuer, uh, sometimes you've taken away like a third of their win conditions in the whole deck, you know? Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, removal is strange in this set because it, it's all super efficient. That's super great. But at the same time, there's so many other cards that do such amazing things that I'm not always picking removal, you know, crazy early. And some of the removal is not that great. Like, I'm finding myself passing on things like pacifisms. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, yeah. How about, how about mystics of duels? Yeah, even that, like, I was in a, I was in a blue deck the other day day where i think i just took a cycling card over it yeah i mean it's 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 fine uh yeah it, it's fine uh the the removal i'm really looking for is most of the, the red and black removal it seems like and that swallow hole one seems pretty good too that white one for one mana yeah it can be it can be really really good um i think the well how do you feel about the instant um destroy target creature if it doesn't have any counters on it that one burned me a couple times early on, and so I've kind of avoided it. But now that I think about it, I also haven't had the opportunity to draft a bunch. Um, 
I think it's fine. I, I almost might want to blood curdle more. I, I just, I like the unconditionalness of it. And I also like that menace counter on it quite a bit because sometimes you just have cheap, stupid black creatures that just want to get in some, for some extra damage. Um, so why don't you like pacifism? Um, well, if you're playing against the sacrifice deck, they can just Sack sacrifice it. it. If you're playing against a mutate deck, they can still mutate on it and get all the triggers underneath it, which is sometimes still very much good enough. And then if you're playing against the cycling deck, a lot of times they're still getting their payoff from their Valiant Rescuer or from their Dranus Stinger. It just doesn't do anything in this format. Mm -hmm. You know, so, so many of these cards are contextual to those three pillars. There really are three pillars, at least so far. And everything is in the context of those and they're all so different and they play out so differently that you need different tools to attack each one like removal is amazing against the mutate deck right, right. it's horrible against the against the sacrifice deck it's prime medium against cycling you know so it's mm -hmm. a, everything lines up very strange it's almost like can you just get the best version of your tower yeah so that's where i think also the part of why the decks that i've had that have been um, the best have done the best as they've for the most part, you know, say eight, 90% or more of the cards have been directly doing what they should be doing. Yes, absolutely. That's why, yeah, even though removal is good. Sometimes if I'm in a mutate deck, I'm just like, I kind of just want to take more good mutate cards. And again, maybe that's where I'm making mistakes with mutate decks, but um, yeah, sometimes removal is not that great. Okay. So, so, uh, what about the um, enchantments that are the three color sets? Um, Whirlwind of Thought, Titan's Nest, Death's Oasis, Song of Creation, and Offspring's Revenge. Again, I see these, I see these pass um, a lot yeah. late. Um, I see them go late, along with the other five rares that I mentioned before that are, you know, what, seven to cast. I think that the uh, Narset one, the Jeskai colors, mm -hmm is maybe the most playable, the one that whenever you cast a non-creature spell, you draw a card. Whirlwind of Thought. Yeah, I mm -hmm. think that's the most playable just because those colors do get a lot of instants and sorceries that are very playable. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't think any of the other three are great, but I, I hope before this format's over, I, you know, somebody's going to, Death Sea will figure out how all these work, right? He probably already has, and they're probably <laughs> the types of cards with that the types of cards that you lose with a lot. But if you know how to do it right, you might pull it off. I, I'll wait till somebody else proves how to use these cards. Yeah, so I've seen Song of Creation used a few times, and it it works pretty great. Oh, they, they all right, all right. Did they have a bunch of cheap things in their deck? Yeah, pretty much. And then you're playing it on turn four or five, with, and dropping an additional land if you flooded. Um, it's not bad. Yeah, I mean, they all seem like they do a cool thing, but again, this is a very powerful set. Right. And I can I can think of a lot of other cool things I could be doing on turn three or four instead of casting these. Yeah, so I guess that's part of why I'm asking about those things, because that seems that there's eight rares right there, which I see past all the time, and I'm always debating <laughs> in my brain, and it's rare that I do, but, um, you know, even if I'm in those colors, I'm like, well... I don't know. Yeah, you know what I'd rather take than those? If I'm in like pack one and it's pick six or something, I'd rather just take like the dual land and speculate. I find myself taking a lot of speculation dual lands lately in pack one and even pack two. Oh, really? 
Yeah, just so maybe, you know, if, if just one of the colors is right, just so that way maybe if I open up, you know, in pack three, just a nice payoff card. Because, mm-hmm. again, I want my decks to be super streamlined and focused. I don't want to dink and doodle around too much with different concepts. So if there's not a card in the pack that fits my archetype, I will speculate, you know, on a, um, a dual lander and evolving wilds for sure. Okay, so we had kind of mentioned early on that we were staying open and trying to, you know, so how many picks in before you're starting to tighten the grip and say, okay, I think I'm in this color pair and I think I'm heading in this direction? Well, I would say I'm trying to stay open more than ever, just trying to find the right lane that I'm supposed to be in, but I'm very much favoring cycling. Uh, So I would say that, you know, a one-mana cycling card in white or red if, for example, Drana Stinger, I will first pick that if there's nothing else really great in the pack, just to give you an idea of how high I am on the cycling deck. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like the fact I'm first picking it, but you know that's how much I'm favoring that deck if there's no great uncommon. Um, I'm trying to stay open pretty long. Like I found myself straddling the line between two decks all the way into pack two just to make sure I'm in the right lane because I find if I try to force in this set too much i really get punished especially now that we're doing live person drafts you know you just completely get cut out of an archetype that you're still trying to force can be really horrible yes okay that's good advice but usually i think i get signals by the end of the first pack usually in the first pack something will wheel where you're like well if they let a whisper if everybody let the whisper agent wheel then the black sacrifice or the black human's deck is open. You know, it's pretty yeah. obvious. Or, or if everybody let this one mana white cycling dinosaur wheel, yeah. nobody's in the white cycling deck. Or, or if everybody let this essence them by a wheel. So it's just, it's usually pretty obvious before pack one's done, which archetype is open. Okay. Yeah. I, I So I think it's really important you get into the right archetype too. And, um, I think waiting in, until you're absolutely sure is, is fine. I think waiting until pack two is difficult, but um, like pack two, pick three or four, I, I think you should start to have a pretty good idea of where you're headed. The, the one deck I will hard commit to quickly if I'm in it is the cycling deck because you need so many cards to make playables. Because mm-hmm. if I'm building a cycling deck the way I want to, I don't have 23 playables. I need to have more like 27 or 28 because I'm cutting a bunch of lands. Mm-hmm. So pretty early, like if I take a Valiant Rescuer or a Zenith Flare early, then I have to zone in and start taking all the one-mana cycling cards pretty much over any other speculation and not worry about one lane, what lanes open because the only way to make that deck work is if you snatch up every single one-mana cycler. Is Unpredictable Cyclone a good card in the cycling no, deck? No, it's not. There's too, you, there's too many things you cycle that are like instants and sorceries that will not be things that you want to play when they come up. Okay. Um, okay, now let me ask you about um, the companions. Um, oh, they're, they're all amazing, right? I think so. Like, I think that they're all first pickable. But here's the thing. I thought these things were going to suck. Remember when we talked about I thought these things were going to stink, man. I I see them passed all the time. Oh, I feel like I, excuse me. I feel like I don't anymore. At first I did. Man, I remember when me and you were doing the drafts the first day, we'd end up with decks with like three companions (laughs) because people were passing them. Yeah. (laughs) I don't see that as much anymore. Mm, That's true. But I'll still see Karuga, the... Um, oh. ma- macro sage pass. Um, I've seen Yorian um, Sky Nomad pass and Lutri the spell, spell chaser. 
Amazing. Probably the, the worst one is probably the Fox um, that has everything in your deck has to have activated ability, even though you can use use it for cycling. But even that card's amazing. They're all amazing. Just take them all. And when, when I play a game and I sit down against somebody who has one, I, I feel at a disadvantage pretty quickly. I'm like, all right, this is going to be a very tough game. <laughs> oh, yeah, so I agree. I think they're all worth building around. Um, and if you don't get there... And, and, you know, if it's if it's looking like you're not going to get there, just build a normal deck and put it in your deck. It's fine. It, they right. all work just fine in your normal decks. Um, yes, agreed. And nice. uh, uh, a tip for uh, Obosh, the one where you can only have even CMCs. Mm-hmm. Uh, played with it twice, and the trick is you just got to load up on as many one drops as you can. Right. Or else you're just going to end up with a deck full of three drops. You're going to end up with a deck with like 15 three drops, and it's really hard to play a deck with 15 three drops. Yeah. So just yeah. pick up, snatch up every single one, value them super highly if you get Obosh. Um, uh, have you like learned any cool tricks? Um, any a couple comp, I mean, besides the obvious card combinations? Oh boy. Any cool tricks? I mean, I've, it's not a trick, but I find the Valiant Rescuer plus Weaponize the Monsters in a red-white cycling deck is absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. And so another thing with Valiant Rescuer, this is maybe one of my most commonly picked on commons. I first pick this thing as often as I can and build around it quite a bit, so I've played with this card a lot. And the trick is once you have it on board on turn two that you you cycle one thing per turn because you can get a one, one every turn, right? So you just try to set up every single turn. So you cycle once on your turn, once on their turn, even if you have cards in your hand, you can play out like Dranith stingers and stuff. Just get as much value out of this thing while you can, before they find a way to remove it. Cause usually by the time they can remove it, you've already gotten three free one ones out of it. Right. But man, if this thing sticks around and you have a weaponized the monsters, that's a crazy combo right there. Super good. Yeah. So I'll say the same thing about, um, the one drop in um, red, the blister spit gremlin. Um, yeah. I don't know. Have you been playing with this card? I don't like the fact you have to pay one mana when you tap it. So talk me into it. So I didn't either until I actually got into the deck where these cards. I went seven and, and one with this deck. I sent you a picture of it. Um, I had three of these in the deck, but it was just easy spells. All of it was like two was and it? three drop. Yeah, it were blue-red spells, right? Yeah. Uh, and it was it was so good because every turn you were casting a spell. Um, you really need to have card draw. Um, that, that really makes it work quite, quite, quite good. Um, and then, of course, any other removal spells like Fire Prophecy or Essence Scatter um, just up the fun. Speaking of card draw, I used to see uh, Boone... Early on when we started drafting, I'd never seen anybody pass that one anymore. The draw four card spell that cycles for one. Right. Yeah, that's pretty rare to see that go by. Yeah, people have tightened up on that thing. All right, so let me ask you a few questions. How 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 high are you on Farfinder? Farfinder? Farfinder. What's that one do? Sorry. That's the three mana artifact that you go and find a land oh. of your choice and put it in your hand. It's the skittering, skittering right. surveyor of the set. Yeah. Uh, so there are certain decks that I love it. And then there are certain decks that I don't. In a mutate deck where I'm playing three colors, which I think the best mutate decks are three color decks. Yeah. Um, 
I love it. I think it's the perfect thing. It's got vigilance. It's a one-one. The only thing I don't love about it is it costs three mana, but you, you're putting a land in play, right? Uh, no, you get it in your hand. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but, I get- but I mean, it does have it. It does have vigilance, right? Yeah. Like yeah, you said, for right. mutate. <laughs> um, it also seems, I think it's okay in the sacrifice deck too, because it's like this little one one body left over. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's fine. I think it, it in that deck, especially, I like it a lot. All right. How about what mutate cards aren't that good? Um, so, unless you have. Um, Unless you have creatures that have death touch, I think the the red porky yeah, uh, parrot the parrot is not very good. But, but boot nipper into parrot is the dream, right? That's boot really good. Turn two parrot, turn three, and just they quit if That's they don't have a removal spell. That's very good. Um, I've given up as much love for the one that makes you discard a card. I don't think it's it's that great. Um, the fact it has menace is okay. I mean, it does hit pretty hard. It's a four-four menace the turn you cast it, but yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's all right. It's okay. Same with the uh, Huntmaster Liger, the one that gives everybody X plus X plus X. I don't like that one. I've never seen that one used effectively against me. I've never used it effectively. I don't know what deck it's supposed to go in. So I actually think it's for a deck like the cycling deck where you're got your all those one ones out there and then you huh. slam that down. But you can't. The thing is, you can't put it down on a human, right? Right. So. Yeah, that's that's the tough thing. Oh, how about your favorite card? I know this is a mutate, changing the subject. Your favorite card is a favorite pet, right? It's the blue red flyer. I have been really oh. happy. I have been super happy with that card. Yeah, super happy. Um, you can mutate onto it, which is part of why I think it's so great. Um, oh, sure. And it just it it gets bigger and bigger with it. That that's the card that I had in the spells deck too. That was just ridiculous. That that paired with the. Uh, the a card that was dealing one damage every turn was just hard to beat. Okay, do you like any of these one mana spells that every color gets one and it gives you a combat trick plus it leaves a counter behind? I think the white one can be really good. Is that the one? I think somebody got me with that one where it made their defense equal to their offense and they smacked me really hard with something. I think, it was, I don't remember what it was, but is that the one that does that? Uh, is it, are these commons? Uh... Are they? Yeah, they're commons. They're all commons, I think. I'm looking. I don't remember what, I'm thinking of the white one that has something to do with the vigilance. It's like plus one, plus one vigilance counter. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, I haven't played these things very much. Yeah, I don't, I'm actually not even quite sure what you're talking about. Yeah, well like green gets one that's like plus one plus three and it gets a reach counter permanently oh okay so here you go the white one is pretty good it's target creature gets plus two plus two until end of turn if it's blocking it gets two plus one plus one counters and it's got cycling right yeah but that's not the one i'm talking these ones actually leave a counter on your creature like lifelink or vigilance or reach um black gets one where i think it leaves a lifelink counter Mm -hmm. it's like creature gets any yeah, I just I don't think I don't see these things played much. They always go near the end of decks, but again, I'm sure that they go in go in something. But obviously, it doesn't sound like you're playing them very much either. No, if I'm if they're not ringing a bell, like I guess I don't play them at all. I'm trying to even think about these aren't. You're not talking about cycling cards, right? You're just talking about cards that that leave creatures that leave these on there. 
No. They're all combat tricks. There's a there's a one mana combat trick, I think, for every color. Like red gives you the one that leaves the first strike counter oh, creature. I know you right. played with it. You sent me yeah. a deck pick of once that one with the red one. Yeah, that one I've used. Yeah, it's like it's plus one, plus one in first strike, but the first strike's permanent. How'd you like that one? I, I liked it in the um, spells deck. It was pretty awesome because uh, you want very easy to cast spells um, in that deck. Because the other thing you're playing in there is the the wolverines, and you're also playing the um, the pony, the horses that get bigger, the pyroceratopses. I like those things. You don't? I don't. I don't like them. They're too slow for me. Yeah. I haven't been a fan of those. I do like red as an overall color, though. I like the Wolverines a lot. I like giving the Wolverines um, evasion. Mm-hmm. So now they're double striking three threes. Plus, I love giving them plus one, plus one counters somehow. So now they're double, double striking four fours. Yeah, I love um, that when, when you can do that. That card works um, in conjunction. Yeah. So, that, like, I've used Swallow Hole with them because I usually end up in white, red quite a bit. Um, and then just pumping those guys temporarily. Like once I ended up in a bad white red deck and I had to improvise a bit. So I put in some of those cards that give a creature flying mm-hmm. counter, but then, uh, also gives them plus two plus two. Yeah. Um, oh, oh yeah. There's the white one, by the way, we were just talking about what all the different colors are. That's the white one it gives them flying counter. So I would put that on the Wolverine because now they're all of a sudden a five, five double striker and they have a flying counter on them. The white one's flash gets plus one plus one as long as it's, it's got vigilance and it, it assigns its toughness rather than its power. There's another uh, instant that gives it plus two plus two and then you put a counter on it. Yes. Yeah. yeah somebody got me with that vigilance one with a vigilance creature and it smacked me really hard. I'm trying to remember what it was, but they put out some. Oh, oh man. Oh, I bet it was that stupid uh, one four. Hmm. And then they turned it into a two five and it hit me for five. Yeah, it could have been. Yeah, that fox or whatever. Yes. Um, so where are you at? Where, where's, where are you wanting to tend to? Like, what are you trying to... You just, do you have an opinion of, like, what's the best and, like, what you're trying to exploit at the moment or anything like that? I, I think I'm playing... I think I'm at the, my best when I'm in the blue-red spells deck with removal. Like... I think I have, I feel like I have the most power and ability when I can refill my hand and I'm getting all the benefits from those triggers that are happening um, by refilling your hand. So do you like, uh, is Essence Scatter really good in that deck? Uh, I do play it in there, yeah. I, th- I think that uh, removal is a little bit better. Um, okay. But the other thing that goes in that, that deck that I sent to you was the Frenzied Raptor. Um, it loves to be in that deck. Is it just because um, you're tapping your opponent's stuff down or because you're removing it and they can't block it? Yeah, and you can use the first strike, you know, when it's a 5-2 oh, first okay. strike, but then it keeps the first strike counter on it. That's, that's not so terrible. Okay, I gotcha. Um, and then you can use the, that spell that gives things double strike too. That, that, that's a great finisher. Yeah, I mean, nothing can be fun in the cycling deck sometimes because you'll you'll cycle a couple cards and make a marmoset big, and then you'll cast that as well. Right. And then you have like an eight-eight double striking marmoset or something. Well, yeah, and if you're attacking with a five-two, um, that thing, you know, they're not going to defend it the first time. They're going to let it through, and if they don't see right. the ten damage coming, I've I've taken people out on 
quick with that thing. I suppose that makes sense because the blue red deck is kind of a tempo deck, right? You just get like one or two threats on the board and then you keep disrupting them and those one or two threats just kill them. Is that kind of how it plays out usually? Yeah, exactly. Um, Gust of Wind was huge in that deck as well. So I'm assuming that's better once you have the favorite pet, right? Or Dora's pet or whatever it's called. Yes, and it's... I don't know. I guess I've been lucky. I've been in that deck three times, and every time I've had two of them, two of the Dora's pets. So Glimmerbell is not good in this deck, right? Because it's no. just not aggressive enough? No. Of the Mind is great. You, you want that for sure. Um, Rumbling Rock Slide, Spell uh, Eater Wolverines. Um, and believe Thin it or not, Thieving Otters are fantastic in this deck. Oh, that makes sense. Because, again, you're removing their creatures. You're removing their blockers. Right. Um, you take silly cards that like hampering snare, um, go for blood because you're playing frenzied raptors and, um, fire prophecies, all that. Fire prophecies, good. All right. Well, it's pick one, pack one, Sean, which companion are you hoping to open? If I could pick any companion to open, pick one, pack one. Yeah, but you have to follow the restriction. I mean, honestly, I think the one I've played against the most that's beat me the most that's just really hard to beat uh, is Umori, the Collector. Oh, sure. And you just put all creatures in your deck? Yeah. I think when I see that yeah, one, I get, I, get, pretty rough. I get pretty worried. And then if they, turn, if they get it out on turn four, first of all, it's a four or five on turn four. Yeah. And then every creature they have costs one less. And you know that if they built the deck right and then a green-black, that there's going to be some big monsters coming. And right. most of the time they're, they're going to be playing a third color, which is, um, I don't know. I've seen it. I've seen it go a lot of directions from there, but just giant creatures is no good. I want to play, uh, Dorian. Is that, is it Dorian? The one that makes you play an extra 20 cards. I haven't gotten to play that one yet. I'm looking forward to it. I want to do it. Um, I haven't actually got to play the extra 20, but if you first picked it and you did it right, that card could be pretty fantastic. Oof. Just play like three or four colors. Just take all the best cards in those colors. And just maybe put, throw some extra lands in your deck so you know you're going to play that on turn five every single time. Right. Ooh, sounds good. Ooh, I got to... All right, Sean, let's wrap this bad boy up. I got to check on dinner. Ooh. All right, well, it's been nice talking to you, and good luck. I'm about to go do a draft. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye.